Peace, family. Thank you for checking out the Brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering, what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st? I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market. And I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and Brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six-figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com, www.whatisabstribe.com. His book and really talking about his story, man. If y'all have not seen that he has an e-book coming soon and a book, www.determinedtochange.org, www.determinedtochange.org. To change the number two change.org. Uh, y'all have probably seen him on my podcast several times. Uh, man, the way that we met was crazy. We was dialoguing on Facebook, man. And as we was dialoguing on Facebook, I didn't know that the brother stayed right next to me. So we're dialoguing, we going back and forth, we going back and forth. And then uh, as I'm going door to door in the neighborhood, I knock on the door. He didn't answer the phone. I mean, he didn't answer the door. I go down the stairs and I hear somebody say, Brother Ben? I say, man, who is this on my name? So I look up. I still didn't notice him. I still didn't know him. And then he said, man, we've been dialoguing on Facebook. I'm Brother Winford. I said, oh, man, that's crazy. So went back up, man. We're talking to him. Gave him the Final Call newspaper. And, man, we've been boys ever since, man. We've been brothers ever since, man. He ended up joining our study group. And uh, it's it just been crazy, man, to see uh, his journey see him growing and uh he came into the digital real estate program the abs tribe and just was inspired to do his own book because i always say man that you are what makes you unique and it's not uh the things that you have been through that keeps you away from being successful it's when we take hold of those things and say man i am valuable no matter what i've been through because he's going to reach some people that i can't reach because he's been to prison. He understands that mindset. He lived that lifestyle. So now the brother has written a book to reach the young brother. So if you have a young brother, if you got a son who just, he don't understand you because he's in the street life and, you know, you, you just can't connect with him. I think if they get with brother Whitfoot, man, and hear his story and the way that he puts it. He's not trying to hit you with no professional talk. He going to talk that language, but he going to come with that knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So that's my introduction. Brother Winford, you can do the rest. Peace and blessings, brothers and sisters. Man, I'm so honored, man, to be here with Brother Ben X. And uh, it's your Brother Winford X. Y'all know um, Instagram, 5845, Facebook, Winford Perry, my name. But like he was saying, the way that we met, it was crazy. Um, we don't believe in coincidences. Everything is divine revelation. So, um, yes, it's crazy, man. You know, the way I met him, um, listening to him, um, listening to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on YouTube, but I was going through Brother Ben. Didn't even know, you know, he had to get the money, man. You know, he, he had the little, the little uh, introduction uh, on YouTube, and I, was, I didn't even know who he was. 
really I didn't care who he was. I was trying to get to the minister. I was trying to feed on the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan on where I found the teachings in prison. So when I came home, man, um, after doing 15 years, uh, I would just go to YouTube and just try to find Farrakhan, and it was going through him. So as I'm continuously looking at, you know, different lectures of, of the minister, his introduction was coming on. So, of course, naturally, it's, I started singing it, and I started, you know, bobbing and, you know, bobbing to the, to the music, you know. So when I started, I said, who is this brother right here? This brother is going in. This brother got bars. He got fire <laughs> bars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This brother got fire bars. So um, I, I wanted to go. I started commenting on that on YouTube, and we started on YouTube, and we started coming back and forth. And when I started following him on uh, Facebook, it's just like we just hooked up, and the chemistry, it just felt right, man, you know. And uh, we started dialoguing back and forth. Keep in mind, brothers and sisters, I didn't even know that this brother was even in Texas. I didn't even know he was in Texas. And we dialoguing, you know, back and forth, back and forth with the studies. And I knew, I said, yeah, this little brother here, he's sharp. He's on point, you know, with the teachings. So one day I'm at home and uh, I was cleaning up. Someone knocked on my door. See, I'm the type of person, if somebody knock on my door, I'm not just going to the door. Hey, who is it? Open the door. I ain't, you know, we ain't, we don't do all that. You know, we ain't taught that. You know, our parents taught us in the hood. Somebody knock on the door, make sure that you scope it out. You know, so I still had that mindset, you know, and, uh, so I went to the window, and I kind of hesitated to open the door. I went to the window, and I looked, and I seen a silhouette of a body going back downstairs. And I opened the door, and I said, man, these brothers must be lost. Man, a brother going back downstairs, and sure enough, it was him. When the brother looked, I said, Brother Ben? And the brother looked up at me <laughs> and said, yeah, that's me. I could tell he didn't know who I was. So I said, you don't even know who you talking to, do you? And he said, no, I don't. And I said, his brother went for man from social media. And the way his eyes just grew, I told the brother, come on in, man. Come back upstairs. And brother Pernell X, shout out to our brother, peace to the God. He was with him. He was downstairs. And I told both of the brothers, I said, man, y'all come back upstairs. And so brother Ben was like, hey, man, you mind if I get this on, on social media? And I was like, sure. So he said, well, let's go back outside. So we went, we, we went in front of my door. And he did an interview of me, and from that point on, we've been together ever since. I think it was that following week, I went to the study, uh, to the Sunday meeting with the study, the study group, and I raised my hand, and I, I took on that, I took upon that mission to um, uh, sacrifice my life and my debt, you know, for Allah. And ever since that was in 2017. Ever since now, we've been rocking, man. We've been together. And I learned a lot from this brother. I just been observing this brother. We've been out of town, you know, moving around the city, you know, uh, uh, different cities in the nation of Islam. I learned a lot. Even though I'm older than this brother, I always call him my big brother as well because the example that he puts out is, is we all can learn from this brother, man. And even though he's young, and that's why I'm so enthused because he is a young brother and I've seen his growth. And I just love it, man. So, we here, man. We here. Praise be to Allah. So let's talk about that mindset because I'm pretty sure a lot of people want to get into that mindset of the streets. So, you know, what was your mindset going into the streets and what kind of sucked you in 
Although, because he said before on the show that he had a good father. He had a father that was providing. He had a father saying, don't go across them tracks. So what was going on in the mind of baby Winford or little Winford at that time period, um, if you could share? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, well, for one, let me start out by saying this. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan said you have to be careful of what environment that you're placed in because if you're not careful, that environment will produce heredity mm -hmm. and you will become just like that environment. So I didn't understand that until I went to prison and started, uh, until I was introduced to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. But once I heard that, it automatically shot me back to my childhood. And even though, yes, I did have a father, and my father was there every step of the way, and my father taught me how to be, that the environment that we lived in and the neighborhood that we lived in, of course, uh, it was surrounded, you know, with gangs. It was surrounded uh, by drugs. It was surrounded by... Um, all the things uh, that you that 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 a, that a child goes through uh, that you try to keep your child and protect your child from. So you already know as a child you be you be inquisitive. You know you you trying to see what's going on. And my dad used to always tell me, "Hey, I don't want you hanging out. I don't want you going back there. I don't want you uh, mingling around in these apartments." But keep this in mind, brothers and sisters, when you're young. You know, you still have a childhood mind. So when you see people outside playing football, playing throw-up tackle, uh, running around with each other, I'm a child. So I want to be able to do that too. I want to be able to go out. It looks fun. I want to be able to go out and play football with these people. And my dad would always tell me, no, I don't want you playing with them. And I used to ask him, well, damn, you know, who you want me to play with? You All know, right. what you want me to do? So he would always buy me a Nintendo he would buy me a Sega Genesis. He would buy me a PlayStation. He used to always try to alter my way of thinking from going outside so I, I would have entertainment inside of the house. That, is, that was one of the formulas that he tried to use to protect me. But, again, going back to the words of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the environment is very, very strong, brothers and sisters. It's strong. So it started to suck me in, and I started to just pay attention to my surroundings. And I seen the dope boys. I seen the gang affiliations. So I played I play sports coming up. But as I got to be around 14, 15 years old, you know, my focus is shifted towards the streets. You know, my partners that I used to hang with, you know, uh, they was actually really in the streets. They didn't have fathers. They never knew their fathers. And, they're, and a, lot of, a lot of times their mothers was strung out on drugs. Mm. So they was really having to raise themselves and they was had they was having to raise their little brothers. They was having to raise their little sisters. So they would be outside three, four in the morning. And I would be like, wow, man, you know, and to me, that looked fun. That looked like, man, y'all having a great time. My dad used to tell me, hey man, make sure that that street light don't beat you home. So 8 30, 9 o'clock, I'm 15, 16 years old. I gotta be in the house. At 9 o'clock, so I thought that was real weak, man. I'm like, man, you know, we just getting started. You know, the, the, the night is still young, man. So I used to have a, a, a problem with my father. Even though he was telling me right, I couldn't understand what he was doing. I felt like, you know, it was building a wedge between me and him because all I'm seeing is I'm glorifying what I'm seeing with my partner and them. They outside, you know, all through the night, and, and they going in and out of each other's houses and stuff. But on as I grew up and started to reflect, they had to do these things. 
Some of my partners, they didn't have nowhere to go. They was trying to find places to go so they wouldn't be cold at night, you know, and they wouldn't be hungry. They was trying to figure out, hey, man, can I spend a night over your house? And a lot of times they wanted to spend a night over my house, and I would ask my dad, hey, can my partner spend a night? And my daddy used to look at me and say, have you lost your damn mind? No, he can't come in here. No, he can't live. He can't spend a night. And I used to be mad because I didn't understand, but my dad knew what was going on, but I didn't. So um, those was my partners, man, and I, and I loved them, you know, like bro, like real brothers. So um, as, I, as I continued to grow up, man, um, I, started going to, I started going to school across town. You know, I started going to school across town. So when I was going to school across town, Man, I man, I didn't been to alternative schools, getting kicked out of school for fighting all the time. And I remember the first tattoo I got was of my neighborhood. And I hid that from my father for like three months. And he when one day I had forgot about me even hiding a tattoo and he seen it. And he said, he said, Holland Hills, he said, What does what does that say? And I was like, Oh man, he didn't see my tattoo. And I said, It say Holland Hills. And he said, Man, what what, you know, uh, you in a gang or something? You, you and I'm like, man, we just, you know, we just homeboys. We just homies. And from that point on, man, you know, he tried to protect me. He sent me to school all the way across town. And where I was going to school was a blood neighborhood. And I knew all them too. And all them was my partners. So, if, of course, naturally, I'm going to school over there. So I'm hanging with them all the time. And they was blood affiliated. So, Naturally, I fell right in. Again, it goes back to the environment. So what I'm hearing is the environment. What I'm hearing is although the father was doing what he's supposed to do, because I'm thinking about the parents now who's listening. I'm trying all I can. I'm busting my butt. I'm working two jobs. I'm trying to put him in this and put him in that. He just not. So what advice would you give to a young brother who's in that condition, who's never been to prison before? They don't know what it's like. You know, he think he gangster. He think that, he, you know, he is what it is. But then when he go there, I'm pretty sure it's a whole different type of beast in there. Right. So talk about what should or how can that brother who listening right now, they watching the Brother Ben X podcast, right. yes, but sir. I'm living in that same condition. Right. So if you telling me that, you know, uh, the environment trumps heredity, what do I do when that's all I got? I ain't got no inspirational Fathers and mothers and uncles and cousins, they all in the streets. Right. They all selling drugs. They all robbing. And, brother, I don't want to do it, but that, that's that's all I'm seeing. So the two questions. What Number one, what should he do? And then number two, talk about that experience being in prison because some of them don't know what's on the other side. They don't realize the freedom that they not they no longer going to have. So talk about, you know, being in right. and, and why it's valuable to just be free. Right. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you. Um, the first thing I would say to a brother who's in that situation right now, um, if you know right from wrong, brother, just from naturally understanding right from wrong, always know this, brother. Experience is not the best teaching. Mm -hmm. Taking heed from someone else's experience is the best teaching. And I would say to a brother like that, man, you just have to be patient with yourself. You have to be patient with yourself. And really, uh, by right, this is this is a this is a real uh problem that we're having universally with our young brothers in neighbor in downtrodden neighborhoods that are trying to find a way out. You know, it's 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 a very unseen, it's a very it's a powerful force that's an unseen hand that's that's on the move, man, that's um planting these seeds in our young brothers' minds. So 
This is why it's important for brothers and sisters to create big brother programs. So we we have to we have to have operational unity. We have to be on the ground in these neighborhoods where these people are because a lot of times they may not have their mothers, they may not have their fathers, so they're looking for some type of guidance. This is why it's important for us to be on the ground with these brothers, man. So when you're talking to, I mean, honestly, to be honest, when you're talking to a child, uh, we have to provide certain things where we can show them how to make money, yeah. not just about, you know, selling dope or, or just saying, hey, man, you want to be a rapper? Oh, yeah, man, just stay in school. We, no, it has to be something that extends and goes beyond just stay in school, like what Brother Ben is doing. This brother is doing a magnificent job with the ABS Corporation, the digital real estate. So you have to be able to provide something to them. And let me say this too. Just because they're 14 or they're 15, the first thing we want to do is shoot them down because of their age and say, oh, you don't know you, you don't know nothing. You don't know what's going on. Don't do that. Because even at 14 and 15, they know what's going on. They understand the reality of cause and effect, but we just need to show them how to gauge it and shape it to where they can have a right direction to go in. But as far as me going to, what was the next question, brother? Talk about that experience of being in prison and why they should value being out here, being free, because I've heard a brother say, man, mm -hmm. I would rather be working at McDonald's than shoot being in prison, making less than that, you right. know, not having my freedom. So talk about some of the experiences and some of the things that you've seen so that they can get a clear picture of what the consequence is if they continue to live the life that they live in. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Um, yes, for me, going into prison at 19 years old, I want everybody to kind of vision, close your eyes, and I want you to vision when you was 19 years old. Some of us, a lot of us, were still staying with our parents yeah. at 19 years old. <laughs> you know, so here it is. Uh, it's me versus the United States of America. I want, I want y'all to let that sink in for a minute. 19 years old, going into a whole nother atmosphere, not knowing what to expect. Of course I'm scared. Of course I'm afraid. Man fear the unknown. He fear what he don't understand. So I'm going into a whole nother world um, at 19 years old, man. And when I came into the system, I didn't understand anything of the system. So I'm seeing all these big brothers. That's true. When you go in prison, you see all these big dudes and all Oh, that's true. So I'm going in and really not understanding what I've gotten myself into. But once you get in that situation, you're, you're forced to gain wisdom very, very quickly, man. You have to mind your business. You have to, you ha I mean, it's all kind of things that you see that you cannot speak about. You just have to hold what you, what you, what you got. Keep, keep, keep your business to yourself. It's so many uh, trials and tribulations that you fall into, man, when you're in prison. And to be honest, before I went to prison, I didn't even have an idea about police brutality. Mm. That never crossed my mind. It never crossed my mind about uh, uh, the political parties, Democrat, Republicans, all these things that we're supposed to learn in school. Didn't learn that stuff in, in, uh, uh, in the education that's provided in America. I didn't learn that. I learned all about that when I went to prison. So I'm coming, in, I'm coming into a whole new uh, world, man, and just trying to figure it out. And naturally, coming from the street, the hate of self, I'm seeing, hey, man, I'm, you know, I'm affiliated with the Bloods. I ain't trying to, you know, I'm trying to see where the Bloods at. And I remember, man, when I first got to prison, 
a brother approached me who was a part of Texas family. A lot of brothers who've been to prison, y'all already know what I'm talking about. TF, Texas family. Brother came to me and tried to recruit me and said, hey, man, you know, uh, yeah, we were Texas family. And uh, you from Texas. We know you from Texas and this, that, and the other. We're going to put you on the eye wing. And I said, no, sir. I said, where the blood's at? You know, point me in the direction of where the blood's at. Because that's what I had on my mind coming from the streets, going into prison. So, uh, yeah, man, um, it's, it's, it's a whole different world. You know, that's all I can say. It's a whole different world. And when you talk about gangs, if you if you if you if you are part of a gang out here in the streets, I want you to I want you to elevate that times 10 because now being secluded, you're forced to gain, you, you're forced to deal with every problem right in front of you. So if you see a dude looking at you and y'all banging and y'all on different times or, or, or different, y'all, y'all on uh, uh y'all banging different colors. Or whatever you repping this, you repping a five star, he repping a six punch star, and y'all having beefs. Ain't no way you can just drive away or you can go out to another neighborhood or go out of town and all this. No, you got to deal with that right then and there. So just think about all this, especially piled on top of uh, uh, hating yourself. You know, now you come into these COs. We talking about these correctional officers, white correctional officers who already don't like you. Now this is when I'm starting to experience racism. I never even thought about racism when I was out on the street. I never thought about that because I felt like the black man was my enemy mm. because that's all I was raised around. That's all that was planted in my head from when I was a youngster is them dudes in that neighborhood right there, that's who we trying to get at, and they trying to get at us. You know, so when I, when I came into that, into that environment, seeing the police uh, brutality, I'm talking about police. I, the first time I experienced police brutality was in prison, not on the news, not something that we see on on, on social media. I seen actually police brutality uh, when I went to prison. So it, it's it's a lot of things that go on, brother. Uh, that I would advise. And, and then let me say this. I say this all the time when I go live, you know, on social media. Prison is the worst place to be right now, especially with this pandemic. When you have things going on out here in the world, prison is the worst place to be because you know why? Because anything happened out here, the first thing that go on in there is lockdown. So you're secluded. You're locked down. You can't move around. They can do whatever they want to do to you. You don't have an opportunity to move around and go to and fro. And not only that, brothers and sisters, when you get incarcerated, especially when you do a long sentence, you lose family, men of, uh, family members, Brother Ben X. Mm. It's, 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 it's like, it's crazy, man. I can remember how it's called a chaplain, and that's where uh, all the religious uh, people go into the religious department. It's called the chaplain. And when someone would be called to the chaplain, they would say it over the intercom so everybody can hear uh, Mr. Johnson Come to the chaplain. Automatically, when people hear that, it puts fear in your heart because now you don't know what to expect. I've seen people run out of the chaplain crying, hollering, snot coming out, falling on their face. Mama didn't die while they been in prison. Mm. Son didn't got killed while they in prison. Daughter didn't got raped while they in prison. And it's nothing they can do about it. It's nothing they can do about it. So your hands are tied. So this is why... 
I'm doing what I'm doing. This is why I have found my mission. You know, Brother Ben is always talking about in the digital real estate, in the ABS tribe, what is your value? What is your why? Why? The Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that why is the most important question that you will have to deal with in your life. And just not too long ago, I found my why, man. This is why I wanted to uh, write my book and be and for it to be inspirational for brothers and sisters because guess what? If you coming out of prison, this book is for you. Mm. If you haven't never been to prison, this book is for you. So we trying to hit you both ways, man, you know, because um, I feel that the best way that we can bear witness to the life-giving teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad is by your own experiences, you know. So, um, yeah, man, it's, that's, it's, there is no way that I've done 15 years in prison and I could just get out of prison and turn my back on those brothers and sisters who are still there. I actually lived that. So this is, I found my passion and I found my aim and purpose and this is my mission, man, and uh, I'm ready to get going. And for those who are wondering, you know, if I've never been to prison before, how, how, you know, how, well, how this is going to relate to me? Well, I believe it's going to relate to you because this is about being proactive as well. You know, the word protect means to keep away from harm. Well, through this book, if you get it to your children, through this book, if you get it to yourself, you will be able to get in the mind of Brother Winford at that time and then start to learn what he has learned and learn what he is learning, which is taking his life on another level because there is a such thing as when we come out, there's a high, what you call it? Recidivism, what you call it? Uh, yeah, 87 recidivism rate of going back. I mean, you're going back. This brother right. has not went back. No, sir. So Praise that is uh, uh, something valuable and worthy to put out in the world because we all got maybe a cousin or you, we always got that one uncle that stay in jail. I'm here in jail again. What'd yes. he do this time? Right. So for him to develop the strength and the will to say, I'm not going back. That's powerful. And it can also keep the young brothers from going in the first place because we don't even want to stop it from going back. We just don't want them to go at all. Absolutely. And the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan said every action that we have is first led by a conscious thought. So before we stop the actions of killing, the action of murder, the action of robbing, the action of rape, we must first kill the thought mm. in their mind. That's right. And once we kill the thought in their mind, then we will start to change how they move. Because although we may be in these environments and environment trumps heredity, but see, Scripture also says it's not what goes in the man that defiles him. It's what comes out. Absolutely. See, we don't have enough on the inside to fight that which is coming on the outside. Mm. The minister talked about that atmos uh, atmospheric uh, pressure on every inch of our body. But we also got that same amount pushing out from the inside. So we can't allow the way that we don't allow what's coming on, on to us, the pressure of life coming on our on our bodies, we have to have enough or even more on the inside to push it out. Absolutely. So if we can start to develop and strengthen our mind, just like them weights. I know you brothers lifting weights. You put the 245s on the side. You want to add two <laughs> more 45s on the side. Well, how would I be able to get this weight back up if I don't have enough strength inside of me? 
And it's not always size per se. It's about muscle. It's about strength. It's about will. Because the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan says strength is not only physicality. Strength is also mind. When you will a thing into existence, when you say, man, I'm finna push this weight off of you, man, you get a whole new strength. And as I was lifting weights here recently, I was on it before Trey went back. I need to get back on it. But before I was lifting, when I started to lift weights, I had hit 225. First time in my life. Then we took like a week off because we was moving into a new home. So when I come back, I'm like, let me see if I still got it. Well, the first time I got under there, I got up there, but then I couldn't do it. I didn't do it. I said, man, they said, no, nah, boy, go and do the 35. I said, no, nah, put him back on there. Turn that Kevin Gates on. Turn that, turn that push it on. Man, they turned that Kevin Gates on, and I told myself, man, we finna get this up. So when I took that stuff off and I, boom, I pushed that thing, I got it up because something in my mind, man, it was a mind. I said, I got to do this because I believe I could do it because I had just did it a week ago or two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I had just did it. So, family, man, if you don't take nothing from this interview, it's scripture says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's right. Be ye transformed not by the renewing of your money. Be ye transformed not by the renewing of your father. Be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I say all the time, man, that brother who you seen shoot somebody at 6 p.m., you say, oh, man, that nigga shot him at 6. No, he probably shot him at 2 o'clock that morning because he was thinking about what he did or thinking about how he talked to him bad. So he had already shot him here mentally. Right. So when he finally had the opportunity and seen him in person, that's what made him executed. But he already shot him here. So the way that we prevent our brothers from doing those, making those type of decisions and making those type of actions is by getting to their mind first. Getting to their mind first in a way that they can understand. See, our supreme wisdom said we won't be successful unless we can speak the language of the people. Absolutely. See, we see the minister says, and when when you want to lift something up, you can't look down and think that you are better than the people that you are trying to lift. You got to get down under them. You got to get down under that weight, and then you can lift it up. But as much as you, as long as you're trying to stand over top of it and trying to lift it up like that, you may not be strong enough. To do it that way. So be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And, and let me say this, brother. Um, for the brothers who have been to prison, who are coming home, who find themselves in the 87 recidivism rate going back and you get another opportunity to come back home, this is a problem that we're having. And I've come to the conclusion that the reason why we keep going into prison, experiencing what we're experiencing in there, coming out, having a reprobated mind, going back to prison, is because the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan teaches us that when you take a picture, he said that if we take a group picture, right, and he said once that, once that picture is developed, who is the first person you're going to look for in that picture? You're going to look for yourself. But when you're in prison and you're going through these uh, years and years of going by and you're not actually... You, you, all you're doing is waiting to get out. But during the time of, of, you, of journeying in prison, you're not trying to put yourself in a situation. You're not trying to put yourself in a position to where you can learn. You can learn to say, you know what? I'm not coming back. I'm not, I'm, this, is, this is it. And for me, see, I only went one time. I did 15 years flat. I went in when I was 19. 
I got out at 34 years old. God say the same. I'll be 40 in a few months. Been out five years. But I knew when I was in prison, kicking it with my partners, lifting weights, going to the child hall, standing in line. I'm a grown-ass man. I'm standing in line with a little tray, and I'm waiting for them to put a portion of food on my tray. Mm. Once I go sit down and eat that, if I'm still hungry, I got to go ask the guard, can I get in line to have some more? Grown-ass man. Wow. Can, can, I, can I get some more? If they don't like you, if, if, if they got a personal beef with you, you don't even have to know him. He can look at you and say, oh, Oh, you 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 creasing you you creasing your jailhouse suit, huh? Oh, you oh you got on some cologne. You you who you think you are? You ain't in the world. They always remind you mm. of what condition you're in. See, prison is not to help you come out of it and go forward. You got to do that yourself. You have to find something in you to do that yourself. And I want to speak about how I came into the life giving teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Guided and taught by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. See, before I came into the nation, I was in the Sunni community, the Sunni Muslim, Orthodox Islam. Those are our brothers. Peace to the gods. Those are our brothers. Islam is Islam. We're, it's only one Muslim, all right? But when I, when I became a part of the Muslim, see, man, I'm, man, here it is. Here, here we go. Signs and symbols are for the conscious mind. See, Allah just didn't automatically just put me in the nation of Islam. No, it's levels. Just like Meek, Meek, Meek Mill say it's levels. It was levels how I graduated to the supreme wisdom, to the life-giving teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, guided and taught by the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. If anybody know about the Orthodox Islam and Muslim, I was the Muwethin for seven years. I called the Adan. For seven years. But a lot that came in the person of Master Farad Muhammad, he had the intelligence to protect me and keep me guarded. And he was guiding me. I didn't know it, but I can say it now. He was guiding me towards the life-giving teachings of the one he raised from a dead level. So this whole time, when I was in the Orthodox Islam, reading the Quran. I had the knowledge of it, but I didn't have the understanding of it. See, it's a big difference. See, we can all grasp the knowledge, but some of us can live and die with just having knowledge and never have an understanding. Mm. And that's very, very crucial. We must get an understanding. What does the scripture say? With all that getting that knowledge, make sure to get the understanding. Mm -hmm. And I want to just say real quickly with Brother Ben, me being around this brother, me, me studying and, and, and getting registered since I've been home in the nation of Islam. I had, the, I had the knowledge of the teachings. I'm traveling with the brothers. But just seeing this brother, seeing how he has grew, and this man has, has created, found his talent, created something, doing for self, helping other people, serving other people to get them going. This is what has shown me that I'm now I'm making a transition from having the knowledge of the teachings to having an understanding. Praise He's God. showing me the understanding of the teachings. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. So just to get back to the prison, 
Man, I, I called the Adon for seven years in prison. And it was cool going to Ramadan. But this is this is what this is what turned me towards the gods. This is what turned me towards the nation of Islam. Every year during Ramadan, I would always want to make a congregational salat. And y'all know what congregation is. That means everybody. We're breaking fast together. And I remember the brothers that was in the Orthodox community would always tell me those are not real Muslims. That's, not, that's why we're not breaking fast with them. And the understanding that I was reading from the Quran, of course, when they told me at first, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, all right. But as I continue to study on my own and read the Quran, that's not the understanding that I was getting. That's not the comprehension that I was feeding from what Allah was showing me and was revealing to me. So I started watching them brothers. I started observing them brothers. Them brothers was eating right. Them brothers was working out. Them brothers wasn't using any profanity. Anytime politics was on the yard, uh, speaking about Bloods getting into it with Crips, uh, vice lords getting into it with GDs, or if it's going to be a race ride, blacks versus Mexicans, who do you think always came and was the mediator and brought peace to, brought peace to both sides? It was the brothers that was in the nation of Islam. And that's what attracted me. And I was wondering, how are they able to do that? What are you saying? What, 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 how are you able to look so young? Y'all already know, when you're fruit, you class, you, 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 you stay shaved. You clean shaved. So these brothers was looking very, very young. I'm talking about even the older brothers that you knew that was up in age, they still had a youthful look. So I was like, wow, I was attracted to that. And it was a brother that I worked with in prison in the kitchen. He was in the Nation of Islam, and he introduced me to study God number 19, mm. the knowledge of God. Study God number 19. When I seen that, he said, man, take this back with you, man, and tell me what you think. When I went back to my dorm and I read that, I knew that Allah, Allah said, this is home right here. This is it. You know why? Because it made sense. It wasn't just something about a mystery. It made sense. It was broke down. It broke down the difference between mind and brain. That's what got me. When I seen the difference between a mind and a brain, I knew then this was the reality of cause and effect. And when I started to dialogue with the brothers, the spirit, it just took me. And eventually, to make a long story short, I ended up studying with the brothers that was in the nation. I went back to my imam in the Orthodox community. I was asking him questions. I was asking him questions. What about this? What about that? And he couldn't answer them. He couldn't answer the questions. He was talking to me, and I'm not talking about my Christian family. I love our Christian family, but I'm talking about he was talking to me in Islam, in Orthodox Islam, from a European ideology. And I was like, no, this ain't it. Yes, it was good for me at that particular time, but I still had growing to do. So when I heard that, man, and I was introduced to the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, the first lecture that I heard was the origin of blackness. And when I heard the minister 
explaining the origin of blackness, I just started crying. I was crying. And I said, praise be to Allah. I said, this is it. This is my home. And ever since, um, I've been with the Nation of Islam. And I'm going to tell you something else, brothers, in conclusion with this part. When you come home, a lot of times, you know why we go back to prison? Because we're still seeing God as a mystery. We're not seeing God in ourselves. The reality of cause and effect, we don't understand that. So we get back home and we see everything in front of us and we're trying to catch up. We're trying to hurry up and get in position so we can catch up. We got our family that's telling us, oh, we need this, we need that. Hell, you needed that when I was in prison. You can wait. Be patient. You're not, on a, you, you, you're not in a race when you come home. Get yourself together. Be patient with yourself. And a lot of brothers didn't want to get into the warehouse jobs, making $11, $12 an hour. They didn't want to do that, so they go back to the streets. And you, 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 you getting presented things that you can go back to the streets with. So a lot of times they're not going to take that. But in order to stay out and survive, the first thing you have to do, you got to have a vision, man. You got to have a vision. You got to allow the things that you're going through in prison, you got to keep that on the forefront of your mind. You got to keep that there and say, is this worth it? Is this worth it? See, and that's, what, that's, that's one thing that we're trying to tackle. And that's something that I've been talking to Brother Ben with is trying to um, see how can we come up with something, and we have come up with something. Uh, we'll get into that later on down as 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 time unfolds. Uh, if Allah, if it be Allah's will, we'll get into that. But brothers and sisters, you have to start understanding the reality of God is you. The reality of God is the knowledge of self, and once we start being able to explain it to our brothers and sisters properly, when they come home you will be able to make better decisions. Yes, sir, man. So this is just part one. As y'all see, this brother's a deep brother. Got many more stories to tell. Go support his book, man. Get on the waiting list. You don't got to buy it right now, but it'll be out soon. He's still proofreading it. That's why he's up here right now, constantly going over it, perfecting it. Determined to change.org. That's D-E-T-E-R-M-I-N-E-D. The number two. C-H-A-N-G-E dot org. Determined to change dot org. Man, get this. Get by five copies, man. Get five of them and give them away. As you can see, this right there on the screen in between us now. I guess it was uh, pretty clean for us to get it. Determined to change. It'll be out soon. When do you plan on it uh, coming out, Brother Winfrey? So many people ask me, Brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made a hundred in $30,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game, and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094. We'll give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made 130000 in two days. Peace. Uh, we have, man, like I say, we right at, we right at it, man. Um, less than two weeks. Less than two weeks, brothers and sisters, uh, we going live uh, with the e-book first. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, we want to put that out first on online as an ebook because we want you to get quick access at this. You might be at work. You might have this to do. You might have it to do on your break at lunch. You can go to your car, pull it up, you know, and eventually we'll come out with the physical. But, hey, man, you know, I'm honored. I'm blessed. Um, I thank a lot for putting me in a position uh, to uh, meet this young brother right here, Brother Ben X, man. And, and um, you know, being around him, let me say this, uh, for, the, for the brothers and sisters who love admiring this brother's work, let me tell you a little something about this brother in conclusion. When you're around him, it's pressure. <laughs> it's pressure being around this young brother. And, the, and, and what I mean by that is he ain't, he ain't got time for no foolishness, man. He ain't got time for no foolishness. And when you're around him, you got to, ha- you got to, you got to come on with it. Yes, we have, we have fun. We kick back. You know, we enjoy one another. We, we laugh. We joke. But understand that doing the laughing and the joking, more important is the mission, man. That's more important than anything. So, yes, we can laugh. We can joke. But through the smiles and the cracks and laughs, the mission is primary. That's the first thing on our mind is to help the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan raise the dead, raise our people, man, and continue to keep ourselves in a position to where we can grow as well. So um, great brother, man. Uh, I'm just honored to be in the position to know this brother personally and to soldier with this brother in the army of Allah. Praise be to Allah. Well, y'all go check that out, man. Determined uh, to change. Brother Willie. Brother Willie's watching. Uh, DeterminedToChange.org. Determined, the number two, change.org. Matter of fact, as we got, we got about, we got over 100 people tuning in right now. Man, press the number five. Comment the number five if, if you're going to support this, brother. Press the number five if you're going to get on the waiting list to support this, brother. We always say we want our black men to step up. We always say we want our black men to stop going to prison. We always say we want our black men to step up and, and change and get out here and inspire the youth. So when we have one in our midst that is determined to change, let's support them the same way and keep that same energy. Because when we going out there and we killing and we willing and dealing and we sagging, oh, we got all kind of stuff to say on social media. We all in shade room comments. We all in the comments going for oh, I can't believe y'all, oh, man. We ain't gonna never change. But when you got one in our midst who's determined, mm. determined to change, we must support them so they can continue to go get the other ones who we can't reach. That's right. Yes, sir. We gotta support him so he can have the resources to go out there and get the ones and make them determined to change as well. So, man, y'all show the brother some love, man. Press the number five if you're gonna support this brother. And if you are listening or watching, this is the website, determinedtochange.org, determined, the number two, change.org. With that being said, I thank you all for watching the Brother Ben X podcast. Y'all have a blacktastic day.